morning and good afternoon. Welcome to this week's edition of the Digital Shop Talk Radio. I'm Tom Dorsey, and today we got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about problem. My shop just isn't doing enough inspections. And, you know, we've been talking about kind of changing the format a little bit on the show. Uh, and each week we're going to take a, another, you know, a specific problem and we're going to talk about the solutions that you can take away and implement immediately in your shop to solve those challenges. And, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the biggest problems, I guess, that we probably run into uh, least initially when shops are just getting started is, you know, um, we've got to make some process changes. You know, I've got to, uh, gosh, this new digital inspection is just taking too long. Uh, you know, my service advisor, you know, he's been kind of in the habit of running back and forth in the shop to get updates. And, you know, as soon as I get the inspection, I call him up on the phone and start explaining it to him. And, you know, the digital process is a little different and it takes some getting used to. Uh, and we tend to be inconsistent in our results. And so today, what we want to talk about is how do you overcome those? How do you uh, implement those best practices into your operation? Uh, and, and, and not just kind of tell you, you know, an overview, but exactly what you need to do and how to do it. And we brought on a couple of awesome shop operators to, to uh, kind of reinforce how they did it. How did they actually implement it into their shop? So uh, long story short, let's get cracking. First, I want to introduce our expert panel of experts, as always, Uwe Kleinschmidt and Bill Connor. Welcome, gentlemen. Good day to everybody. Good morning. Welcome. And, you know, I mean, if, if, if I, I could, guys, what would you say, if you could say in a nutshell, what's the takeaway that you want uh, folks to get from, from today's episode? Suva, why don't you go ahead and take that one first, so we're not talking over each other? Yeah. Thank you. So the simplest way I would like to put it is, just because you have done inspections before, that doesn't mean digital inspection is just the same thing. Just like when you switched from a landline phone to a smartphone, they were both phones, right? But you changed the process completely to take advantage of the smartphone. The same you know, I gotta tool. tell you, I didn't switch though until I ran out of uh, uh, the longest cord <laughs> that I could find. I, I think I was up to a hundred foot cord with the stretchy. And then I went, okay, I'll get a cell phone. <laughs> and, and 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 now you're just using the phone portion of it, and the rest you don't, right? That's is that exactly. what you do, Tom? Exactly. You just you just need a flip phone. You know they they sell those flip phones with those big buttons. Is that what you have? <laughs> a jitterbug? Hey, <laughs> don't knock it. It's cheap. So paper inspection is where we started out years ago. Then we went to digital inspections, and you know we we kind of said okay. These have got to go ahead and be the equivalent or replacement for that. But a real true digital inspection, which we're going to be talking about today, is what's really required in today's marketplace to really excite the customer, get them to open their wallet and let you start yeah. pushing money out. Yeah. So we're not talking about the average digital inspection. We're talking about a digital inspection that has all the elements on it for customer education. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to go ahead and actually turn the adversity of I don't do digital inspections into you know, 
into money. And that's, you know, as we go through here, that's the takeaways we want people to have. That's a great point. That is a great point. How to put in the work and, and, and actually make it pay off for you. And so we've got welcoming back to the show. I've got uh, a couple of great, great guests. Uh, I don't know how many shops you guys own, four or five of them. Uh, Meineke operators, Greg Masowick and Mike Arnold. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. It's great to see you. Uh, it's been a few months, and uh, you know I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you're right in the middle of Hurricane Isasas, and uh, you know you got a lot of uh, the other stuff on your plate. Um, and uh, you know, if I could just kind of give me your perspective on you know kind of you heard what what Bill and Uva are saying, and kind of what the challenges are. You guys, you know, really, so for folks that don't know, you know, Greg's really active in MDA, the Meineke Dealers Association, and was instrumental in the very beginning when we were piloting the program. And every single day, this guy gets out there and helps shops understand the value. Not only did he blaze the trail with, you know, all the other guys that, uh, that, that got started in the very beginning, right? But now you're taking the time to actually help folks out and, 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 and give them, at least try to open their eyes to what that possibility is. Um, and so, you know, I can't thank you guys enough really for what you do uh, and what your, you know, kind of big heart trying to help, uh, help folks, um, you know, get those same results that you got instead of just stacking the money and saying, I got the secret sauce, you're actually out there paying it forward. Um, and so really appreciate it. So what do you guys think, you know, same question to you, what would be your big takeaway that you would want to tell shops that are, you know, I got the inspection. It's just not paying off. My, you know, my guys aren't really doing it as much as they should. And I'm kind of letting that slide because, eh, you know, it's just not working for me. What would you want them to take away today? Yeah, it's just, it's just about, um, you know, it's just about staying the course, right? It's, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys fear that they're going to, that their guys are going to completely reject this um, when they, when they first introduce it. And there, and there's always a little bit of that, right? Uh, there's always resistance to change. I, I think the bigger danger is, is, is when, is when it's adopted, but only half adopted. Right. And, exactly. and you know, we get some or no reason, you know, you know, we right. And everybody thinks they're using it or says they're using it. Um, and you, and again, it's, it's really, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a tool to manage your business, right. And it's not, it doesn't replace managing your business. You still have to manage it. Um, and, and just, just stay in the course and, and watching those KPIs and, and looking at the BCP and, and just, just staying with everybody until it becomes muscle memory, right. If, if you do that consistently enough in the beginning, it, it gets a lot easier down the road. Right. And if that doesn't work, you always got rope, right? You can just tie them down and, oh, wait, maybe you did that. And we'll talk about that a little bit because, uh, you know, <laughs> Greg did some, you know, and I wish we could have got Paulie on too, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Greg, uh, you know, he's an outside of the box thinker. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but let's, let's just jump right in, you know, kind of the first thing I want to get started on is probably the thing that we hear the most. And, and you guys, you know, I'd love to get your perspective on that when you're talking to folks. Um, you know, about why they're struggling or why they're not, you know, they're, they're not going to continue or even not even try, right? And that's that it takes too long on the tablet, right? I, I mean, did you guys, have you ever heard that before? Anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we would argue it takes the right amount of time, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it takes the right amount of time. Well, that's great. Minutes. 
And I'll right. never forget, I was out, actually, I was at the Meineke conference one year and I was doing a breakout with Honey. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say the guy's name. He stands up and he just starts calling us out. Oh, it takes my guys way too long. They won't do it. This is ridiculous, basically. And before I can get a word out of my mouth, he was Kevin Ledger gets up and he says, hey, if it's taking them too long, then they were never doing inspections the right way to begin with. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, no, it's it's, you know, you can't. You can't properly inspect and shake down a car in six minutes, right? It's just—it's not possible, right? That's how you get those growing brakes. They fix themselves. Uh-oh. Oh, the hurricane. The yeah, hurricane hit. Hurricane Isis house came and got him. But uh, we'll get him right back on. Uh, no worries about it. And actually, you know, Uva, if you want to uh, kind of start us off um, and kind of set up the you know, the problem and solution discussion that we're going to be having around this just takes too long and I can't get my guys to do it. Right. So if you want to maybe bring up that infographic while we're uh, waiting on Greg and Mark to get back. Thank you, sir. The... So we're sitting here and laughing, right? And, and say, yeah, it's, it, it, then it wasn't the right time initially. I, I really think we have to go to the level of detail and say, how can we help shops who really go through this right now and have the challenge that on the one end, as an owner, you want the tech to do the inspection as fast as possible because that has been the mindset for years. And on the other hand, it should pay off, right? So, so we really have to go in helping shop owners. What are the steps to help themselves and the tech to get the right um, uh, results? Because just making it take longer we can check that box. We just make the inspection time longer. That's not going to automatically um, turn into results, right? And so we have been doing this now for so long that we really think what is possible to do is setting up the inspection in a way that the tech only needs to tap a condition and take a picture if required. That's it. Everything else should be set up, thought out before, configured, and everything goes really down a consistent path. So like uh, Mark and uh, Greg said, it's um, muscle memory. Yeah. And, and the less I deviate from the process, skip topics, have a freedom to do this or that, especially if it's different technicians inspecting the same car over the course of a year, for example, the less problems I'm going to have. The more consistent I am and the easier it is to turn into muscle memory, we won't be talking about this anymore in three months. It's just, just part of... I don't know how to eat with fork and knife and how to tie your shoelaces if you still have shoes with laces and it's it just, you know, do it. And, and so I really want to 
recommend and highly encourage to build an inspection sheet, spend the time in setting it up so that everything is configured from the number of conditions which are possible per topic to the recommended can jobs which are going to show up on the work order for each condition with the notes the motorist is going to see right that you don't want technicians to spend time writing out what later a service advisor either reword because it's tech lingo or just passes it on to the to to the motorist just go into the inspection sheet for each condition define what does the first picture has to look like what's the caption of that picture what's the note and then let the technician take exactly that picture for this condition and you can configure that throughout the whole inspection sheet so in the end the technician goes in taps the condition takes a picture everything else is auto-populated and goes directly to the motorist. Nobody needs to approve it. It has been approved the moment when the inspection sheet has been set up. So Bill, you know, to Uva's point, you know, we're talking about, hey, I don't do enough inspections because it's too much work. And how do you, how do you tell somebody that the, the solution to it's too much work is to do more work, right? Is to get that you know, following Uva's lead there is to say, I'm going to go in and I'm going to define now um, notes and uh, specific topics. And I'm going to um, put in some mandatory topics and I'm going to have to go in and, and put in some uh, maybe comparison images and things like that. It sounds like a lot of work. How do I tell somebody who's already thinks it's too much work, they got to put in more work? What's that payoff? Why would I do that? So when I talk about that, I, I kind of like to use kind of simple math. I go ahead and say, would you train one hour today uh, or maybe even eight hours today or 10 hours today to configure an inspection sheet to be able to go ahead and have your technicians save five or 10 minutes to inspection from now until the cows come home? So, you know, that's some simple math. Will you trade this amount of time today for 10 minutes per each technician on every inspection they do from now on. And then it becomes kind of simple. And then I like to go in and actually, you know, pop up the screen there. And I like to show them what a, a guided inspection looks like. We've been begging people for years to go ahead and do an inspection a certain way, make sure that there's a picture on it. If there's a need, make sure there's notes on it and so on. And so if, if it's okay, I can actually go ahead and share a screen and, and show you a guided topic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's see if we can go ahead and find a screen here. And I think that we can do this one here. And so let me know if you can see my tablet. I sure can. And so I'm going to clock in because I'm lazy and I showed up for late work today. And I'm going to go and clear a bunch of this stuff out here. So I'm going to grab this um, little CRV here and I'm going to go ahead and tap on this topic. And I'm going to come down here where it says instrument cluster and horn. I'm going to touch where it says select condition. I'm going to say to check engine lights on. I'm gonna hit next. You can see that it's already filled in the notes and stuff that the technician would want to go ahead and have. So if they wanna override it or add to it, that's great. But otherwise just press next. It's gonna say, hey, that's what the picture should look like. And now you can see what a different office looks like. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna drag an arrow over here, press next. Now here's my notes for my um, 
image captioned, I press done and press add. Now that topic's done and I just go right on to the next one. So when it comes to a, a, a truly guided inspection sheet, having all the elements that are on it to go ahead and actually inspire the customer to open their wallet, which is what we really want to do. We want to get authorization through education. It just makes it really simple to, to follow the process, go through, accept the notes, um, get a reference picture. So here, if the technician don't know left or right, it's kind of easy. There's an arrow pointing right to it. They go ahead and grab their picture, drag the arrow to where they want to go, press next, accept the notes. They might go ahead and put a left or right on it, but although the picture tells the story and they're done. So that's really about as simple as it is. So what you're doing to go and configure your inspection sheet properly, if you're not using one we provided for you, basically the time you spend to configure it is going to be used over and over. And that's, you know, that's the first part of it is then we can talk about, you know, I'm going to go ahead and release my screen. We can talk about it here in a little bit when we go ahead and get over to the carry forward function. Awesome. Yes. Because, and that is, that is it, right? Is that you put in that work and that exactly is what makes the work less from a text perspective. And then, uh, you know, it much more likely for them to be consistent in the application. And then you have that adoption that you're looking for. Mark and, uh, and Greg, welcome back, gentlemen. Appreciate you, um, you know, making it down to the shelter and then tuning right back. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Tom did promise us that if we did this today, you guys would move us way up in the queue on getting that new version into our shop. So not sure where we are now, but yeah. yeah. You're way up in it. You're way, way up in it. Just to catch you up real quick, what we were talking about is, you know, it takes too long. And Uva, you know, kind of went over some of the, you know, the, the, I don't want to call them excuses, but some of, of the challenges that folks experience. And what we were talking about is, you know, set it up for success, right? Build in your, um, your, your guidance into the tablet for the technicians. They do the least amount of stuff as possible. They have a really smart process around the vehicle uh, from a workflow perspective, and then they can start to get it, uh, uh, you know, down. I mean, I got to tell you, we learned a lot of that from you guys, right? Because you were there day one. Well, and I think, you know what, and I think the last time we were on, we talked about consistency a lot, right? And that forces consistently. You don't have four guys kind of, kind of, you know, putting out four different, different, you know, verbiage and, and, and quality levels of inspection, right? It's, you know, that's our model, right? It's, it's every time that customer comes in, it's the same thing. Every time, right? Wash, rinse, repeat over and over and over and, and this this just forces that. This is a uh, this is terrific. And so yeah. the other thing is, when we start talking about I don't have enough time and things like that, then Uber, you might want to go ahead and talk about the carry forward a little bit, and maybe I can go ahead and pop that up and show an example of that if you'd like to, also. Yeah, uh, but but before we go there, I really want to. Those are all great features, right? And I'm proud that we have those. I, again. Mark and, and, and Greg, how did you change the mind of your service advisor and technicians to do what you want them to do? Was there somebody with a shotgun in the back yeah. shop? And before, yeah, I was going to say before or after the two by four application. <laughs> uh, and it did take a little of that, right, from time to time. You know, so it was, 
you know, everybody, everybody's different, right? So everybody had to be motivated a little bit differently. Some guys needed the two by four, right? Um, I think, you know, with us, we're just those, we just kind of keep picking away until they get tired of listening to us and, and just do what we want, right? Um, and then it was really quick before they saw the benefits of doing it that way, right? And then, and then from there, it was easy, right? So the techs were making more money, right? The, the service advisors were making more money. The customers were happy. And, and it was just, you know, again, it's just about kind of not letting your foot off the gas and not, uh, and just, just and, and again, that, the, and we made, you know, in, in Concord, our first shop, we made a ton of mistakes onboarding and getting it rolling, right? That, that fortunately we didn't have to make in the other three shops. Right. Um, yes. The hard way about, let, you know, being nervous and letting guys off the hook because they, because they were complaining about this or that, right? And it's, yeah, the, the and more consistent we are in the beginning, the faster the guys, you know, the faster it makes sense to the guys and, yeah. and the faster it goes well. I, I don't know. Um, go ahead. Techs, I'm sorry, but I don't, um, I, I don't think that the techs were ever really an, an issue um, with the inspections, right? Like, for example, we had a, a 17 picture policy to start out with, and, and uh, we got techs that now are doing 34, 37, 38 pictures for inspection. I think it's more the service advisors, you know, staying on top of them all the time and making sure that they're doing, um, not, not so much the pictures, but like in putting the comments in as to why it's important, why you need this, why you need this, why this is bad. Um, I, I don't think that the, that the service advisors, I think they feel it's more of a challenge in the text. I, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, text, I think that generally tends to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and you really hit the nail on the head there, Mark, is because you had a, a policy and a procedure in place for the text to follow. They, they knew what the expectations were, right? And then I can do it. So, so if I'm getting inconsistent inspections and I just, you just leave it up to me and I do whatever I think I see. In other words, I'm eyeballing it. I'm just doing it I, digital eyeballing, right? Really is what it is. And then instead now you're saying, no, you got to give me the 17 or you got to give me the 20. Well, now I know what I need to do and I deliver it. Right. And so it's and, you set that picture policy. What other kind of, of, of guidance did you give to those guys early that, that, you know, I mean, it's now, it is that habit to, to Greg's point. It's the muscle memory has already been established for you guys. Yeah. 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 It was, you know, it was that in, in the tech effectiveness report. Right. So, so again, looking at, you know, we always cabin filters, right. Looking at, okay, I've got four texts, you know, they all had, you know, they all had 25 or 30 cars this week and one of them recommended one cabin filter and everybody else recommended 15, right? So it, you know, it was pretty easy to zero in on that guy and, and identify what, what he was missing, right? And, and they can't hide from it, right? They can't pretend that, no, 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 I do check them. Mine are just all clean, right? Well, we demand. <laughs> they, live on the, they live on the clean side of town. Uh-oh, even the shelter doesn't have good internet. Well, then maybe they'll unstick. But while we're waiting on them, um, let's go ahead and, and because, you know, I really wanted out, you know, it was a great um, uh, kind of segue into what Mark was talking about. And that's how, you know, really it, it takes the two, right? It's the technician can do his part, but the service advisor needs to do his part. Um, and, uh, you know, really be able to hold each other accountable and make sure that everything's complete. Um, so really, as the captain of their ship, what they did is they actually started out good. They shared their vision of where they wanted to go with their staff. 
and said that we've got no place other to go than here. We are going to go ahead and do this. Then they went ahead and said, we're going to go ahead and make sure that everybody comes along on the journey by going ahead and measuring. And then, you know, using the business control panel and some other tools that can actually, they shared the vision, told them what good looks like. And then along the journey, they kept showing them with some quick wins that they were actually going on the right path. So Bill, how do you do that? I mean, let's get really down into the details. Is that a service advisor every morning briefing the techs? Is that a shop meeting once a week where inspection results are being audited and then we go around the team and, and use examples and, and let the team uh, look at them is are the KPIs shared? And I mean, there's so many different things and I'm really looking for little nuggets, you know, our audience can take away and say, I'm going to implement that today. So I actually believe in sharing all the data with the staff. So, you know, if you hide the stuff from them, it's not doing any good. And so I like to go ahead and have a weekly meeting to go ahead and maybe do an inspection result audit to look and make sure the quality's there. But more importantly, when you go ahead and define the things that you're going to work with on them, I really like that five-minute walkthrough. If you decide with your staff you want to go ahead and look at the inspection results to make sure you're doing inspections, maybe the average number of recommendations, and maybe that they're sent, you know, maybe just three things to go ahead and key on and then review every morning. Hey, yesterday, this is what we did. Congratulations. Um, and, you know, we still got to get this other number up. Let's work on it. And then when it gets solid on that, just move on to something else. But everybody in the shop should always be working on something. So you can have goals for the, uh, the whole entire shop. Just kind of keep them simple. You know, whatever's going to give you your most bang for your buck, go ahead and focus on that first. Get the low-hanging fruit knocked out of the way. Build your foundation. Do inspections. Make sure you got recommended actions. You know, without that, you know, if the technician doesn't recommend anything, you know, what good does it do? Make sure they're edited and sent. You know, focus on a few things and move forward. But I actually like a, a combination of weekly meetings, you know, where you go and do an inspection audit and randomly pull up just a couple inspection results and have your technicians and your service writers together, you know, ask them, hey, tell me what we could have done better here. And, they, and you should expect them to say, I think that maybe we could have took a better picture of that, maybe put an arrow over here. Let them suggest to you what they could have done better as a group. And that's a really effective way to conduct a group meeting. And then, you know, kind of continue on from there. But, you know, don't go ahead and, and just give them a random, hey, we need to do better inspections. Pick out a few things to go ahead and work on on them, two or three things to focus on. R meet with them five minutes every morning. If, you, if you're an admiral or your fleet, like you guys are, you got multiple shops, then what you do is you dictate to your manager of that store, these are three things I want you to focus on. I want you to go ahead and review these with your staff every morning. It takes about five minutes to prepare and conduct that meeting. Tell them where they're at from the prior day. Congratulate them on what they did good and ask them what you can help on the things they didn't. And it just works. And so I'm looking for rapid, continuous growth. I'm not looking at going ahead and, and, and taking onboarding of a shop or training of the staff and stretching it out three years. I want, you know, three or four months, maybe, you know, 75 days and, and done and move on to something else. Yeah, and that's really, I mean, that's where those quick wins become so important, right? And and for folks that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're new to digital inspections or you've been doing it forever, there's a lot of stuff in this, you know, in this kind of, you know, we don't want it to seem like it's basics, right? There's some best practices that, hey, we might not even have realized 
uh, our best practices when you were first going through training, right? Because as you know, we learn and and we share these these solutions. Um, and so that's that's good that you talked about quick wins because we want to have them wins early and often. And so in the past, we actually had a webinar that actually told you, you know, hey, go ahead and take this exact picture on a break topic. Um, go ahead and mark it up a certain way and so on. So we did that in the past and we said, hey, identify one or two topics to focus on exactly how it's supposed to look, estimate it, send it to the customer and let them approve it. Now what we said is that works so well, why in the hell don't we go ahead and build the quick win information right into the guided inspection sheet and now instead of only having one or two topics defined, every damn topic on the inspection sheet is defined with the reference image, the proper notes, proper caption, so the quick win is really the whole inspection sheet now instead of just that one or two topics. Yeah, that is a great point, buddy. Um, you know, real quick, I, uh, you know, because I, I want to move on because I, I, while Mark's back, I only have him for, I think, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of minutes before, you know, the next wave. <laughs> so I don't want to get dig in on what he was talking about from a service writer's perspective. But I don't want to skip over because we want to talk about how to help for, for folks that the techs are struggling you know, we've got defining and, and setting those guidelines, a weekly or a daily stand-up meeting even, where you, where you go over those metrics and their, and their performance to goal. But there's also some other things that you may have, don't even know exist. And, you know, I want to talk about that. So, Bill, if you can show us a little bit about the carry forward um, and, and, and talk to us also about speech to text, because these are two tools that if you've got guys that are thinking that it takes too long, uh, when you get this carry forward tool and they start to become more, uh, you know, build that muscle memory around speech to text, it really uh, cuts down on a lot of their uh, time and um, it's going to help them out tremendously. So let's see if I can go ahead and get the technology to work again where we show a tablet. I see a tablet. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and grab another work order that I've been experimenting on because I want to show what the carry forward looks like. So here I've went ahead and, and pulled up, um, you know, an inspection that the vehicle been here before. And when you first look at it, it looks like nothing has changed. But then when I go in and tap on a topic, you can see that this was inspected before. And if the condition is the same, I can just press confirm and then proceed and go on to the next topic. Now, when the next topic comes up, you can see, obviously, I've got my picture in there. I got my image caption. I got my notes and so on. So if it's in the same condition, all the technician has to do is press confirm and go on past it. If they update the condition, it's going to go and wipe it out where they can inspect it again. Or they could come down in here and, and take another picture and say, okay, I want to show the customer change over time. I'm going to go ahead and snap another picture. I can go ahead and put some notes in there that pertain to this. And this is where you're talking about the speech to text. So I'm going to go and tap in here. This is how you can use the speech to text to increase accuracy and improve your time. And then add. So again, it's, um, you know, it's quick, um, it's efficient and. And it's intuitive, right? It, 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 it helps you to understand uh, what it is and why uh, we're doing these activities. Yeah, our guys love speech to text. They, they... So, so Greg, when when you introduced it, was there pushback speech to text or 
No, no, no. That was probably the the the, the most rapidly adopted feature um, of, of this whole thing was speech to text. They loved it. Awesome. Yeah. And <clears throat> did you um, back to when Mark talked uh, about the service advisor changes? If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but your previous process was basically text grabbed the bag and that's the vehicle they were working on, right? And then the service advisor had to figure out which ones are in the work and which ones are not and how long it takes and so on and so forth, right? Um, how, how did that captain role of the service advisor change with the introduction of workflow and digital inspection? So I, th I think the, the service advisor's biggest pushback is that when the techs are doing the good inspections, they're actually forced to do more work um, rather than look at a piece of paper and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's do the belts and let's do the wheel bearing and forget about all this other stuff. Oh, I see. Um, now they're kind of forced. They have to look at all this because we can see if they are looking at it or not looking at it. Um, by just going on the BCP and seeing how they're, how they're, um, you know, their, their, um, inspection, inspection to estimate ratio, how that looks. Yeah. Right. And, and, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the image editor, right. Yeah. How many, yeah. how many images they're actually editing. So, 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 so in other words, <clears throat> The service advisor was afraid that if the tech does a consistent inspection every single time, he's going to lose productive hours to sell. Yeah, I don't that, know about that. I, I just feel, feel like it, it just it, for them it feels like they're, they're, it's more work for them. They have. I see. Oh, yeah, more work for the service be. advisor because they have to go through every single image and, and right, correct. And they have oh, to. Oh, I see. They have to. They have to. They have to estimate all of those things, right? And. And you know, every everyone who sells anything um, has things they're more comfortable selling than others, right. and kind of gravitate to those things, right? And so this this pushed them outside their comfort zone a lot of times, and and they just had to find a new comfort zone, right? Which they eventually do. So so again, if if if, if this is if you're if you're newly onboarding all of this, and these are kind of the you know some of the obstacles you're facing, uh, time time and consistency will take care of it. They'll they'll they'll. They'll, they'll get better, right? And they'll adopt it. Yeah. Clear plan, reinforce it, you know, measure it, give feedback, and then, um, you know, it'll happen, right? Yeah. Um, some are faster than others. And, and that's really something that, you know, Uva and Bill and the turbo shops and, and everybody over here has been really working on is how do we, how do we help that happen, right? How do we put the guided, you know, that you, that you, uh, Bill showed us kind of things like, you know, the, um, the carry forward and all those other tools in there that really you know, kind of strip down all the excuses almost and give a really clear path on how this is supposed to be done. Um, don't fight it would be my, would be really my big takeaway is don't fight it. You know, I know you've been a shop owner for 30 years, but you ain't been a digital shop owner for 30 years. Right. Right. All dogs learn new tricks and um, don't fight it. Right. Because it, it, it's evolved from people having success guys like Mark and guys like Greg and everybody else telling us this is what I'm doing and this is how it's paying off for me and then we put that out there and 
get a consensus and other people, you know, can replicate that and get the same results. Well, guess what? That becomes a best practice. It's yeah. not something we pulled out of the sky. You know, we didn't just dream it up. It's proven to work. Don't fight it. That would be my biggest takeaway uh, when we're talking about um, making those process changes that sometimes, you know, it's, it's extra work. Yeah. It's, it's what your customers want, right? Um, you, you know, there's a reason why we're not all in, you know, two bay gas stations with, with greasy, dirty plastic chairs and a tiny waiting room anymore. Right. Those, those, that just, that just doesn't work. Right. Your customers don't want that. Um, and our, our concrete store, which was again, store number one with, with Meineke. Yeah. No, I think our, our ARO when we started was like 180, 200. Yeah. And we're like in the high fours right now. Right. So that's, it can support in the country. It's just, it's, it works. It's awesome. Right. It's not, it's not just occasionally. I mean, it's boom. It's been, it's been there. It's the, the new standard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the art of the possible. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is kind of what I talk about when I talk about, we don't do just digital inspections. It's a, it's a process and a procedure. And when done properly, you're actually building a team culture in your shop. And that's where the meetings come in. So that way everybody understands their piece, how they can help each other out. And if you get all the Vikings on the ship rowing the uh, boat in the same direction with the same amount of enthusiasm, at least you're not going in circles anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, hey, it worked for the Patriots, right? I mean, you have a plan, get the team on board. Everybody is pulling for the same goal. Yeah, we use their system as a comparison all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. System of success. And then it becomes a mindset. And then every morning you, you wake up expecting to win. Well, guess what? You win. <laughs> exactly. And it works, yep. right? And, and so you just have to have that big picture out there and then hold them accountable, right? Hold them accountable. That's a critical, critical step. Yeah. And it, and it starts to, you know, and again, and, and, and when you get that and, and it's a, God, it's a great place when you get that in your, in your shop, right? Because everybody starts, now they start holding each other accountable, right? And if and if you know, and if one guy's kind of falling off, now the other guys are getting on him, right? Um, it's 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 great when you can get to that place, right? There's nothing better for the technician that when they do an inspection, they document it properly, that they can be comfortable. The service writer estimates it and presents it to the customer. And if it doesn't get sold today, it's going to go out in the next reminder. That's a beautiful full circle thing, and that again is building a culture of everybody working together as a team. Hey, just real quick, I want to, you know, our CEO, John Belmonte's in, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw what he chatted in there. He said it's yeah. like the Patriots, uh, like the Patriots, but without the cheating. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's chirping. <laughs> Greg, Greg, I, uh, we, we have to come to this, you know, high point in the webinar when, we want you to share the story, how you, if you're comfortable with it. How There's a lot tall. of stories comfortable sharing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I remember you shared that uh, a while ago when, when you were in the middle of turning 1332 into a success and, and, and how your service advisor became a converted. Are you... Are you um, oh, yeah, yeah. comfortable sharing? Yeah, and actually we should have had Paul on because he's, he'll, he's um, you know, so when we start, so I had, we had a manager 
you know, who was running a, a really successful shop, um, you know, you know, one of the top shops in the country, you know, really just, just really, really good at what he did. And I came in with this and, and of course, in the beginning we were, we were, you know, patient zero, right? So we were developing and the, you know, the inspection sheet was changing daily, right? And the expectations were changing daily. And, uh, and he fought us tooth and nail for, for a year, right? I've got this great thing going you never, you couldn't get another car through this shop if you tried. You couldn't get another dollar out of this shop if you tried. Why are you, why are you messing with my, my successful method here? Hated it, absolutely hated it. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I don't, I don't really recall what the actual epiphany was, right? But I think, I think it had something to do with about six hundred grand being added to sales <laughs> here as a result to this product. And, and is now our, our greatest advocate, right? Um, he's actually our general manager now. He goes around to all the other stores and and just, uh, just you know, if, if those guys are slacking on auto vitals, he is all over them, right? Because uh, just, just you know, and I, and I, and I think I, I can't remember the exact day when he, when he came to us and said, I was so wrong. This thing is amazing. I can't imagine a day without it. Um, I apologize for fighting you so hard. <laughs> so, so you... Again, if you're starting out with this, you may have that guy hang in there. He will, he will, he will most likely be your 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 biggest your biggest apostle. Oh, that's the way it works, right? Is the toughest yep. ones to crack become the biggest kind of advocates because you know they were really entrenched in a position, and then to get them to move, they re it really has to, you know, they really have to be able to see the payoff, right? To to get them to change that position. So, um, no, that's yeah, you know, stay in the saddle. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you have a clear goal and a clear path to get there, well, then it becomes really simple to know. Right. If, if you're going this way, just keep doing it. You know, maybe it'll happen in a week. Probably not. Maybe in a year, maybe more. It all depends yeah. on your operation and your folks. But if you're going this way, you know, you got to you got to reach out. Right. You got to talk to your advisor. You got to get on the Facebook forum. You got to, you know, like I said, don't fight it. Right. I know it might sound, you know, it's funny riding a, riding a bike backwards or whatever it might be, but uh, there's, a, there's a method to the madness, you know, and, and you know, I mean, Greg couldn't have said it any better. My numbers were here. Now they're about double and they've stayed that way for so long. He forgot what it was like when they were down here. <laughs> right. you know, and just look, you know, open, open your TDP, right. And, and go to Academy and click on the S six plus one and watch, Yes. Watch some of those videos, right? You know, we we still do that, right? Just because it's just, uh, you know, oh, geez, yeah, you're right. We were doing that, and now we're not anymore. And let's get back to doing that, right? Or and sometimes they're just good for a little inspiration. That's right. This is, you know, this. So so if you're, you know, if you're new and you're struggling, get on. Just watch a few of those videos, and it all it'll all feel like okay, yes, there is a plan to this, and it does work. And if I just stick with it, we'll we'll get there, right? But, and, and I know in, in our system, in the Meineke system. There are a lot of guys out there that have tablets sitting in their back office just collecting dust. Yeah. You're never going to get it off the ground if you do it that way, right? Yeah. You just got to you got to put them out there and just make it the culture. That's this is what we do. Right? They're not going to help you in the back in the back room. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to you got to and that you know like we were saying the 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 I think I think uh guys guys you know guys completely refusing to do it is almost is almost not as bad a problem as guys kind of half doing it right you gotta you gotta dive in worse. system change and, and you gotta you gotta you're changing the way you run your shop when you do this so you just gotta commit to it yeah 
Yeah, if you let it get done halfway, then it, all that does is it proves all the excuses. It does take right. too long because we're doing it halfway right. and, we're, and we're not following the, the, the best practices. And so it's kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy. Why waste your time, right? Yeah. Again, establish those basics, right? Set those fundamentals in place. I mean, you know, to your point, right, is that pros uh, practice tackling drills every, every practice. You know, they've been tackling since they were Pop Warner. They right, still practice right. tackling. Pro golfers go out and hit buckets of balls all day. VJ Singh, I mean, I remember that guy was a monster, right? I mean, they talk about it, that guy would put in 10 hours on the range. I mean, right. that's, that's dedication. And I'm not saying you got to put in 10 hours, uh, you know, of practice every day because you know why? Somebody else already did it for you. All you got to do is hit your wagon and take advantage, draft them, you know, draft them. They're, 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 they're up there pushing it for you, you know, and, and uh, again, just don't fight it. Let's talk. I know we're kind of coming to the top of the hour. Um, um, let's talk a little bit about another, there's another kind of a common objection that we get, right? And it, and it's really, it's a critical success. Once, if you don't, if you do this part, but you don't do this part, the whole thing turns into uh, you know, a mess. And that is, I don't send them. I don't send the inspection a, you know, whatever the excuse I've got, I, we got a lot of waiters, right? I don't need to send it. They're sitting right there. I'll just tell them, tell them how, what they need. Right. Or, you know, I hear this one a lot. Ah, I'm in Florida. My, my customers are, you know, they don't really like email and text. Um, you know, I'm not implying anything other than, you know, some people are less technologically savvy in certain areas. Right. But again, it's critical to deliver the information and let them, I mean, that's the whole kind of, that's one of the secrets to the sauce is that you get it out there and they can review the information without pressure, right? On their time and in their way, instead of you telling them, nobody likes to be told anymore, right? How did you guys get, you know, that consistency at the front counter? And it starts out at preparing that inspection, right? For publication, uh, doing the work, which, you know, to Mark's point earlier is extra work and then remembering to follow through and get it to the customer's phone. Um, what would you guys say, you know, uh, what tips can you give for folks that have a lot of waiters or feel that it's, you know, I'm much better at explaining that stuff than, than anything else. I, I would say we still struggle with that. <laughs> well, our son, our son, yeah, there's times and there's guys, right. Um, you know, so you've, so you spent all this time building, you know, doing these great, you know, all these extra time that you're taking to do these really good inspections. It's just a waste of that time if you don't actually send the inspection out. Right. So, you know, it just makes sense. Why would we not send it? Right. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, we've got it set up in our TDP, right. So that when, when a vehicle hits the, the waiting for approval workflow step, it automatically sends it out. That, that takes that covers half of the issue, right? It is, um, then it's just about making sure that guys put cars through the, through the right steps in the TVP, but, but having it go automatically, it, 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 you're crazy not to send it, right? Uh, the waiters, we, our, our waiting rooms are full of people staring at their cell phones, looking at the inspection report we just sent them, right? And by the time my guys got it estimated up and goes to talk about it, they, they've got it. They know, you know, the next question is how much and how long is it going to take, right? So he, again, he doesn't have to sell. And that's, that's the biggest piece of this is it takes, it takes, you know, it takes that selling, it changes that selling procedure, right? It's, it's more, 
educating and they're buying, right? And you're not, you know, you're not, you're not out there trying to trying to shove shove stuff down people's throats, right? You're not selling. It, 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 you're going to be, you'd be amazed at, at what a shift in dynamic that is in, in your waiting room. It's uh, so the more waiters, the the, the, the better. Nothing like a room full of waiters scrolling through their through their phones and looking at their reports. It's awesome. And so there, there's another advantage to the waiter going through it on their own device right now. That is when they get up in your face, you got less time of them breathing on you. Yeah. So that, that can become <laughs> real important. So a lot of shops don't want waiters at all anymore, but oh, let them, let them well, look. We don't want them either. We just get them. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, if they breathe on their own time and you've got limited exposure, you know, you got plexiglass and so on, that just reduces risk for one. Yeah. The other thing is, is that I don't care if the customer is a waiter or not. I'm sending it to him because if they forget what I say and go out and kill somebody, I've got a document with a date and timestamp on saying that they were notified and that right. can re remove you from the litigation that will result period. So well, I'm just not, every time. And, and I'm just, and I'm just saying, right. I'm just not that organized. Right. If I'm, if I'm having to figure out, sometimes I send it under this condition or that maybe I don't send it under this condition and this guy won't, if I, I have to just kind of do the same thing all the time, right? <laughs> just the way I'm wired. So just send it all the time. That's simple. Haley. Yep. The other thing, if you can verify that their phone receives it, that's great because if you own that spot on their phone, have them go ahead and add that digital phone number as a contact. I want to own that spot on the phone. I don't care about the upper left corner of the windshield anymore. I want to own their phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, no, no, exactly. CR, there's just, there's, there's a million good reasons to send it and there's zero to not, right? <laughs> well, and you know, and that's, you know, you got to look at it again, put yourself in your tech shoes. And if we're, if you're struggling to get texts consistently, well, that's one, again, one of the reasons if you ain't sending it out, what am I going to do it for? Um, or I'm just not getting the payoff. I'm not getting these, this, this should have been an easy sell, but, but you didn't. Yeah. And we've, we've actually had texts, right? We've, you know, if you, we brought in a new service advisor who wasn't, you know, who wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid, right? And sure. we've had texts getting, getting ticked at those guys, right? I'm doing these great inspections. That guy's not even sending them to people. Yeah. You know, they, they, so that gets back to that culture thing we were talking about before. We keep each other honest, right? But keep each other honest. That's right. Yeah. That's critical. Um, you know, and so, and so Mark, how many times, I mean, especially initially, right? Maybe you weren't, you know, a Kool-Aid drinker yet, but how many, you know, basic uh, service tickets did you write up and then hit that send and the waiter's over there and then all of a sudden it's a $750 ticket? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that ever happen? You know, oh, yeah. it could happen it daily. Like it happens a lot. <laughs> it, happens all, it happens all the time. Daily, right? And that's, that's really the key is get it to the phone. I was just talking with a guy the other day, said same type of thing was they went through and this guy was admitting, you know, I kind of dropped the ball here. I didn't, I was busy. I didn't really set them up. I sent it late, you know, at, at kind of at pickup. I remembered, Oh shoot. Boom. Yeah, that's well, on yeah. the phone, on, on the phone, on the ride home. Hey, about this. Right. I right. get back in tomorrow. Yep. You know, don't just, don't just don't prejudge them. Get it out there early as you can, because you know, I, there's even shops out there that'll send it uh, on the kind of first draft and then send a, a second kind of edit as it gets completed, right? And just yeah. kind of keep them right away in the loop and engaged with uh, those recommendations and giving them those options. Because if you do that right, you know, it, 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 it matter of fact, you get you everything. You're going to get everything. You might not get it all today, but then it's like, hey, my plan is, you know, we're, let's get this done. 
And then let's come back and let's get, uh, you know, these things, which ones can I defer, right? And then, you know, then you've got the exit schedule. You just have to remember to, to confirm it and um, they show up. That's the other Well, thing. and that's a great point, right? Because a lot, a lot of the guys, a lot of service advisors fear is, is, you know, this car is scheduled here for whatever, for an oil change. And I've kind of in my head a lot at a half hour. And now we found five hours worth of work the car needs. Oh my God, how am I be able to get all that done, right? Um, and again, you know, if you if you're doing it like you should be doing it anyway, right? Prioritizing the safety concern with with you know with 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 maintenance type things, it's so much nicer when you can schedule that workout, right? You can your days are more consistent. You don't have slow days followed by slam days followed by dead days. Um, you know, you're just constantly feeding that pipeline, right? Because because you've got you've got this this bulk of work that you can now. You know, you can now have help a customer do on their time, right? And when it's good for everybody's schedule, and and, and, and everything just gets better when you can do that, right? I, I also I think that um, service advisors oftentimes think that they need to have that estimate ready before they send the uh, inspection report out um, because if the customer calls, they want to be able to give them the estimate right away. Well, I think really the better way is you send that out. Once you're done editing it, just send it out. You, you'll see the customer start to look at it. The phone will ring. They'll call. You won't have an estimate ready, which is great because you can you can just say, hey, look, I was getting ready to call you. Give me another five or ten minutes. You hang up with them. You watch the clock start ticking again. They're looking at it some more, right? They're starting to figure it out and look at it. And then when you call them with the estimate, they pretty much know everything at that point. And you're just having a conversation about what's it going to cost and when can you get it done. Yeah. Um, Fine question. So I, I think sending it out as soon as you edit it, just send the thing out. Take your time writing the estimate. Yeah. That takes the pressure off the service advisor, right? Because they don't they don't have to spend. They're not hurrying up trying to get an estimate ready. They can take their time and do that. Um, and it's better because the more they look at it, the more engaged they are. The more they're gonna, the more they're gonna buy. Yes. Exactly. And again, it might not be today, but they're going to buy. They're right. going yeah. to get it done because they understand it. And they came to that. That's the real trick. They came to the conclusion. You didn't twist their arm to make that decision. Yeah, right. They came to that conclusion. Right. They, they, they're in charge of the, of the process and, and of how they're going to uh, transact with you. And yeah. Right. yeah. It's like I'm on Amazon, right? I'm in the driver's seat. I figure out what I want to add to cart. You ain't going to tell me. But, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, and that's really, if you think about it, those are two very simple things to implement in your shop that are highly repeatable, easy to adopt, and you can measure them, right? I can measure the number of pictures and the number of uh, um, recommendations uh, that my technicians are putting in there. I can measure, like you said, the sales to estimate rate. And the picture edit rate right. and the scent rate, right? I can measure those and I can tell somebody exactly where they should be. And then it's and then it's just the weekly meeting to kind of reinforce it and maybe make some stuff a little public. If you got somebody dragging their feet, it's not a, you know, it's not a bad idea to nudge them a little bit by saying, Well, here's how the guy next to you is doing. Uh, you know, pick it up. And nobody wants to get, you know, called out in, in that way. And then they're gonna, you know, like like you said, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Um uh, actually. And uh, another great nugget is just stay the course, <laughs> just stay the course, because these are two guys that did it right. And, and I mean, you got I got to tell you, if you're new to the program today, 
you have no idea what it was like when these guys got started. We, <laughs> we didn't know what was up or down. You know, right. we, yeah. our, our training was well. I think the power button's on the side of the tablet. <laughs> and, and that's a great point. We're not in the early adopter phase of the digital inspection process anymore. I mean, those guys, they, they came first. And as an industry, we're shifting from a repair business to a, a business that is, we realize it's our job to deliver a safe, comfortable, and dependable vehicle, give the customer the information and let them decide. As long as we adopt that mindset and we're encouraging them to authorize based on education we provide, not somebody else, you're gonna win every time. Yeah. Yes. Amen, brother. Yeah, I, I would love, I, I would love to, because we really have like four minutes left and we wanna be on time. Um, so uh, Dustin prepared uh, basically the summaries, you know, from from Greg and uh, Mark, and we really would like to share them, and and so everybody can take away what what's important for implementation. And um, so there are a lot, right? I like there's a million good reasons to send it and zero to not the most. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very simple instruction. Everybody can implement that, right? There's not much thinking to do about that. But uh, uh, Greg and Mark, what, what do you think are the top three? I, I, would, I would agree with you on that. There's a million good reasons to send it. Yeah um stay the course yeah stay right. the course and send it as soon as you edit it i think is don't yeah. wait just get it out there and let's make it for the half committed as opposed to not committed at all right. i think half committed is a very dangerous place to be yeah yeah that is and how, and how do you know whether you're just half committed is it a feeling or do you see that in the numbers you can see it in the numbers right you can see it in you know you can see it in inspection sent. You can yeah. see it in, in, the, right. in the technician effectiveness. You can see it in pictures edited, right? You can see it in, in motorist research time. Yes. Right. You know, high, high inspection rate, low motorist research time. Right. right. That, that right there is telling you you're about to run into the wall because your techs yeah. are doing it. Your service writer is it, right? Yeah. Right. Um, no, that's brilliant, guys. Um, make sure, make sure, you know, in the audience, write that stuff down. Um, those are words to live by and for the specifics, like because Mark was talking about, and this is a critical thing, right? Is sending the uh, inspection sheet automatically. Then, then, you know, you take it out of the hands. It's not a decision that the service rider has to do anymore. Other than he's got to follow the process and he's got to move that vehicle into the next stage. And that's what triggers that automation. Two things have to happen, right? A, you got to have it set up and that, and your advisor is going to help you there. So contact your auto vitals advisor. They will help you to get that set up and prepare. Now, it's not one of those things you want to just turn on and go, okay, great. Because why? The second thing that has to happen is you have to have the inspection ready to be sent before you move the vehicle. And if, so if you're in the habit of sporadically moving vehicles or just moving them around, you know, kind of willy nilly, however you feel like stacking them at any minute of the day, uh, you're going to run into some issues because it's going to trigger some automation that may not be ready yet. So it's pretty simple process change step before uh, inspection sent stage. I do my edits. I, in other words, I go through my um, my my um, my publishing uh, kind of editing and preparing of that inspection sheet uh, before I move that vehicle into that uh, stage. So get with your advisor, get that set up because again, it takes a lot of the pressure off. It grows the consistency. 
Um, the muscle memory becomes proper use of the workflow. And that's a good muscle memory to establish. And then if you wanted to, you could always turn it off, but most people won't, right? Because it becomes A, that habit, and A, and B, when you're doing it, it's done right. And it, why wouldn't you have an automation at that point, right? So, so you can, but if you got to tease them into it, you can say, well, we're going to have it on for a short period of time until you guys get it down. Then we'll turn it off. Then just never turn it off. <laughs> that would be yeah, my other yeah. takeaway. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we like to think we're pretty good and we're never going to turn it off, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. And the guided, and as you see, you know, when you guys get onto the guided and the new TDPX, it's the same type of thing. You're thinking, I don't need this stuff. I've been doing it forever. I don't need trading wheels. Oh my gosh, I'm so much more effective and consistent and faster at doing the inspections. Why would I ever turn it off? Um, guys, can't thank you enough for coming. Uh, look forward already to seeing you on the next one. Uh, yeah, it's great to see you guys. Yeah, buddy. Thanks yeah. for joining and I'm glad you guys are doing good. I'm glad you're dry. You know, I'm glad you're busy coming out of this, uh, this terrible kind of season. You remember, man, at the conference, what, it doesn't feel so long ago when we were saying make more money in 2020. And then now, you know, it's like we got <laughs> nuked. But now um, let's just get through 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get through 2020. <laughs> Actually, you know what, though? You guys were set up. You do it right. And you found a way to make more money in 2020 regardless. And that's uh, what... Uh, you know, th this partnership will do for you. Just, uh, you know, don't fight it. Stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. We've been, uh, we've been fortunate, right? I think this has played a big role in, in, in us not being down in 2020, right? We're, it's, it's hundred yeah. yeah. percent. So, you know, no excuses, folks, get her done. We're here to help post it up on Facebook, get registered at autovitals.com forward slash DSTR. Uh, so you get the notifications and you don't miss, uh, Episodes like this that are really, you know, going to help you solve some problems and be a better shop owner. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Mark and uh, Greg, Bill and Uva. Appreciate it. It was a great show. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you. Oh, next week, John Long, Adam Benchik, and uh, Scott Thorley from Protractor. We're going to be talking specific Protractor solutions next week and, and kind of open your eyes to some process things that you probably can't do with your current setup. Uh, tune in next week. Same time, same place. Thanks a lot. <laughs>